The swamp without a still is just a tent. A martini without olives doesn't quite make it. And Mash Minute is intended for mature audiences. Put on your headphones. Listen for the tone of your favorite podcast, Mash Minute. Well, it's a minute-by-minute detailed analysis. Of the movie without which the series wouldn't exist. Megan and Tierney, and guest will make three. Goddamn Army, MASH Minute. Welcome back to MASH Minute, the daily podcast analyzing the 1970 Robert Altman film MASH one minute at a time. I'm Tierney Steele. I'm Megan Coleman. And we are joined once again by Jen Deterick. Hi, I'm here. Jen was kind enough to come and talk with us about Minute 107, which begins with Judson explaining why he was trying to fight Evac 88. And it ends with the MASH cheerleaders chanting, 69 is divine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I was a child when I saw this. <laughs> this might have been the first time I heard that. <laughs> Oops. Although it's fun, it's it's got a lot. It's got plausible deniability because you could just say oh, yes. saying, they're just cheering for the football player who's sixty nine. That's all. Obviously, it's a very subtle. <laughs> it's definitely one of those like, and it is. It's a joke that it's not necessarily set up as a joke. You just no. have to be in the but know to know it's a joke. Hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But first, we have to find out why they're so impressed with Judson, a.k.a. MASH number 69. And uh, so he, Jones was asking him, like, what's wrong with you? And we find out that Bastard 88, which I love. I mean, he's saying Bastard 88, <laughs> but I like the idea that that's his name. You know, 88, Mr. Sure, Bastard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Private 88. Bastard over there. <laughs> uh, called him a coon. Like in Forrest Gump, which is... When I would have first been like, oh, that's a thing. Right. Uh, it, I can't believe that when Jones makes him repeat it, they cut to Duke. Did anyone else oh, notice right. that? No, I noticed that. I, like, let's go to the Southerner and see what he thinks. All <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. I think so. The first time I watched this, when I was like writing it out, I put it as Duke laughs, but it's definitely that Jones is laughing. Because he and then he's like explaining like oh it's an old pro track like oh I get I get what's going on here don't worry about it kid so like that makes it worse somehow like it's Duke is not involved in this but it's just like hey hey remember the the other races the caption (laughs) says Duke laughs though oh okay and then it like cuts to him it's like you hear him laughing and then we see him I think Jones is laughing too okay good because I was like that definitely sounds no they're both they're both laughing but you could cut you can hear Duke and then of course let's cut to a southerner because you know this will be fun yeah he can explain there's no there's no need to be concerned exactly (laughs) I would have absolutely loved it if like just on the under on the screen underneath Duke it started flashing explain yourself (laughs) oh oh you stupid good old boy oh it's yeah and he's just like but then and then they're like right and then they're like makes fun of the guy's sister (laughs) right right? that's like all the next thing yeah we don't hear what his sister did but we know so 
Jones tells him, you know, oh, first, another like thing that makes me laugh, but isn't really a joke is when Jones says, why don't you do the same thing to him? And Judson's like, what, call him a coon? Right. Yeah. Right. It is a joke. <laughs> he's so like, like I, I don't, do? what am I supposed to do here? Jones's line is the boys in camp used to talk about his sister. Her name's right. Gladys Use It. I love that we do, we never know what Judson says to 88. I mean, right. Yeah. We have reaction. It had to be bad, but I love that that is left to your imagination. Yeah. We have like, we just imagine Gladys. What has Gladys done? What did they, what did she do to all of those men that they knew about her? Yeah. (laughs) She was, uh, I don't know. (laughs) But then you're like, oh, so the women, the women that get the hit. (laughs) It's all, it's it's always like now we're going to, we're going to talk about women having sex again. (laughs) It's like the women are coming in to be yelled at, cheer Mm -hmm. for them. And then to serve as, as the uh, equivalent of, yeah, the, the way of bringing you another guy down. described every patriarchal society. Yeah, it's like pretty much like, that's what women are there for. There Sadly, the, uh, lots of men actually think that, which is uh, yeah. just so, just so. When I first saw it, wouldn't have reminded me because I hadn't seen the movie yet. But now always reminds me of the movie Slapshot. Another male-dominated oh, sports movie that is so good and then you think that's about the portrayal of women and you're like oh god but that's got that's got paul newman in it though and that, that yeah, one okay, oh, okay. can i just I tell the world movie. you know yes. paul newman is hot because it has paul newman he is wearing a blue turtleneck sweater under a long fur coat with plaid <laughs> bell bottoms and heeled boots and he is still hot yeah that's i mean, I mean his hotness transcends that ensemble. It's amazing. No, he is. An, it's he. There's like my theory. I know that there were many, many aspects of you know that many things that came together to promote uh, to, to raise the divorce rate. You know, and sort but but I really feel like Paul Newman was coming in, <laughs> and all the women being like, "Wait, that that's a possibility." And then it just suddenly, they're all the husbands seemed a little less exciting like wow man i'm putting up with a lot of stuff for my husband and he's nothing like that you know so i think that, that i think that didn't help matters at all no oh, oh man now i want to do a now i want to do a, a minute by minute of slap shot but no no we'll talk about this one yeah yeah and it has been debated so if it ever comes to pass we'll get you in <laughs> oh yes i can't remember who because i every time it comes up there's like five of us that jump in like this needs to happen. So now I can't remember who actually said they'd host, but uh, <laughs> somebody, somebody. Yeah. Will. Someday that's got to happen when. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That'd be really good. It's such a good movie. It's, it's hilarious. And yeah, it has that same seventies feeling. <laughs> yeah, totally. Right. Oh man. Yeah. That's sort of that randomness and like the sort of appreciation of like things just happen. Yes. You try and think of like what order things happened in and it's like, you know, the big set pieces, but most of the scenes could happen, if not in any order, then in multiple orders. (laughs) Yeah, right. And it's like just all it's like little, yeah, it's just these sort of switched out scenes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah, the 70s. (laughs) Uh, anyway so all men were using all women (laughs) that's right that's right yeah i do i am upset that you don't see because my favorite if we're talking about a guy in this movie elliot gould is pretty dreamy himself but he's not really in the football scene so i don't get to talk about how dreamy elliot gould is i just want to put that out there that you don't really get to see a full-on elliot gould moment 
in this. And so that's fine. Don't, but uh, remind me tomorrow to ask <gasps> you how you feel about bubble gums. Right. We'll get there. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. I recently discovered Elliot Gould narrates audiobooks. It's <gasps> awesome. Oh my God. Yes. Okay. Just putting it out there because I'm a trapper kind of girl. Need someone for an o- for your audiobook version. Yeah, right. <laughs> we'll make no sense at all, but sure, why not? Why not? Do it. Let's do this. I was just going to say that his dad played Rhoda's father, but that's it. That's which is completely off topic because his father <laughs> was Harold Gould who played Harry. Anyway, so it's another seventies thing. Yeah. But go back to go back to talking about the movie. I am just amazed that Hammond is on this field so fast. I mean, he like beat some of the refs to that end yeah. zone. <laughs> Again, I'm very worried about his heart. I do not think he's going to survive this game the way things are going. (laughs) And we hear as ADA is kicked out of the game, we hear Radar shouting and yelling at him. And it reminded me, I did not remember to mention during the halftime scene that Altman credits that little halftime locker room scene as when uh, he created the eight track system. He says we could we would put mics on everybody because I was trying to get the atmosphere of the uh, the whole thing rather than just the principles. And they ended up using a 16 track in some, but. I'm not, yeah, so he credits the halftime scene as the start of that. And it made me, I thought of that quote listening, you know, we're watching 88 off the field. This whole scene has been happening between Judson and 88, the football players. And all of a sudden you are reminded this is the guy that spit on radar. And he is so happy to see him kicked out of this football game. Right, right. Which which makes sense. (laughs) Like he would be. It is like it's a whole holistic approach to all the to who's who's there. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's really nice because it is one of those things that you wouldn't, you know, if you're just watching the movie straight through, you wouldn't necessarily notice it. You know, there's right. just there's a lot of noise going on. There's a lot of people shouting, but once you know once you hear radar's voice, it's very obvious. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's subtle. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, Altman, and- Altman knows what he's doing. <laughs> Oh, I just heard that in the um the Sally voice from the Great Pumpkin. Linus knows what he's doing. Linus knows what he's talking about. <laughs> you, you blockhead! Because Linus doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> you blockhead! Oh, oh man. man, I just always love when Sally tells him, like it's more mad at him at the end. I wasted my Halloween. She's yelling at him. Anyway, I want restitution. I want restitution. I missed it in watching this minute, but I made the note earlier that uh, as the refs are like taking away, Justin makes a rude gesture with his arm. <laughs> oh, yeah. so I didn't know what to call that. Obviously, like the what does the, he do the? It's like just with the fist up, or does he do the? Finger? Yeah, you know the thing. Like no, the it's 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 the whole <laughs> like arm. The, it's the fist. It's the I'm it's doing like it. That you, doesn't work on a podcast. <laughs> but so it's like you you take your left arm and you whack. The inside of your elbow on your right arm and the fist goes up. Is that what he does? Is that yeah, the way of describing it? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Boom. Yeah. And, it's, uh, <laughs> and it, it, it simulates the, a phallus <laughs> being raised is what it simulates. Yeah. I presume, I think that's, I assume that's what the gesture is supposed to mean. Here is a symbolic gesture of my phallus rising with <laughs> condemnation and excitement. That's, I think, is what, that's what I've always read it to mean. 
Now, why did Maybe. that get a name? Like, you can just say gives the finger, and everyone knows what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but this, yeah, that one requires a whole, a whole thing. That has so a whole really, backstory to it. <laughs> the whole, yeah, there must be some actual phrase for it. I, but, I don't know how to search that in Urban Dictionary, so. <laughs> Yeah, we've done enough damage to our Google search histories with this project. Google search history. (laughs) Oh no! My favorite favorite was the day I was working. I was on my lunch break, so I was like, "Oh, I'll just you know prep my notes for tonight's recording." And I was like, "You know, I should make sure." I I wanted to figure out when they started using the term short arm inspection, and I did not think through that images would come up on that uh-huh. <laughs> and all i could think was like good lord our poor it department because i work for a law firm so i know they are like tracking what we do oh, no. and i'm just like oh no oh no Oh, oh no. no. I should just be shopping on my lunch break, which is what most people are doing, or checking their Facebook. That's right. Like that's that's what they expect us to do with that's our right. want to... internet access. <laughs> I know. You're gonna be in huge trouble. Just never run for off. There we go. I think that ship sailed decades ago, so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, there's so many campaigns now about you should run and it's the and you know, people our age are now in power, and it's just like but not me. <laughs> no, you, That's a you bad have idea. Power. You have some power. This is a powerful position. I have the power host. of being the one who edits the episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I think as the people who suffered through all my drops and song choices can testify, I have abused that power greatly. <laughs> <laughs> the editor. The power of the editor. Yeah, who edited it? Wait, does, did Altman edit his own movie? No, who edited Altman? No, movie? uh... Uh, is Danford Green an editor? I don't know. I want to say it was Danford B. Green. He's definitely involved, but I can't remember if it was editing. Let me pull okay. that up. Because so much know, of this right? movie, they always talk about how it was made in the... Yeah, Danford B. Green. It was okay, made yeah, so in the like, editing room. I mean, he obvi- Altman was obviously very closely involved because... Yeah. Like to be. so <laughs> many of his ideas came up while they were doing that, and then he'd like run and send people back out to the ranch to get something to put over it. <laughs> right, because he had to. Right, because he would just kind of let the cameras roll. Right, I don't know. Is that what he did? Yeah, I, is that what he, he did? He just kind of was like, yeah, it's weird. Um, there's been conflicting reports because obviously there's a lot of improvisation from the script to what you see on the screen, but. A couple actors said it was more like you would kind of play the scene out and see, you know, when the camera was actually rolling, you didn't mess around, you know, you just wanted to get it down. And and they actually finished ahead of schedule, which is like unheard of. Wow. Yeah, he like finished early and under budget. But wow. they filmed in uh they filmed in the spring of nineteen sixty-nine and then he did a bunch of like pickup shots essentially that summer. Like the insert by that point they'd come up with the idea of like having the loudspeaker announcement. So they had to go out and shoot a bunch of the loudspeaker so that they had Oh really? You know, so the, not mm-hmm. just the same angle the whole time. <laughs> oh wow. So they did I didn't know that they added that in later. That's very funny. Yeah, they added in the the loudspeaker. So um, the loudspeaker was a later addition, and I mean, maybe they had like they had one announcement like, "Hey, that worked really well. Let's do more." And so it was kind of like right. we just need different things so that we 
aren't reusing the same shot. So yeah, there there were little things like that that they added. But I mean, he moved scenes around. He changed right. the order of things. He edited out a couple storylines and changed the ADR so that it didn't, you know, it just left out the parts that he need he wasn't doing anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, it would have been very interesting to be a fly on that wall. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's what, I mean, although, so like Star Wars, the first, mm. uh, the first one, which isn't the first one, which is, you know, episode four, but anyway, but that one was completely made over by the woman who edited that. She, the, the original c- version that- Are we going to get to talk about Marshall Lucas? Because I might love you. Yeah, <laughs> he, his, his version made no sense and nobody liked it. And then Marsha took, takes it into the editing room and makes it into a movie that makes sense. And of course, you also have Carrie Fisher- adding lines and you know saying how about we do something funny here and then it becomes an actual movie that people want to watch and that's it and so so which is and they it only became really important to talk about that when of course all the boys were like this is a they're they're, why are all these girls in star wars and you're like because it's been a girl thing forever yeah anyway so that's it yeah i'm um, I'm fascinated by marge lucas i love her so much i'm so it's such a sad story because she got completely written out of the history of star wars and oh it's ridiculous yeah and she was just doing the thing like she was the wife who helped out Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, anyway, someone yeah. could write a whole book on the role of American women. <laughs> That's right. Say, I know a book. Oh, right. <laughs> oh yeah, Danford B. Gray. I just, I'm now looking at Mash, um, mm-hmm. the Mash thing on on IMDb, and I'm looking to see what else he. Oh, he also edited Blazing Saddle. Oh, that's mm-hmm. interesting, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. I'd do a minute-to-minute of that. <laughs> um, wow. Okay, so he he mostly, all right, so he mostly, he edited comedies. So that's why they could make some of the jokes work. It, yeah, and, and the, okay. so much of the jokes is in the time, you know, the way things are cut, so. Yeah. Right, right, yeah, okay. He- Right, done good <laughs> he, did it. he made it a thing yeah because you could you could absolutely see you know you you read we've read the book mash you look at this the screenplay by ring lardner jr and it's like okay like this movie could have been made but it wouldn't have been the hit that mash was right, without right. all this craziness that completely changed what richard horenberger was going for <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. exactly yeah does it's well it becomes right because he makes it a whole commentary on vietnam yeah, right yeah. which is in the whole so it's they sort of switch it all around because yeah because they don't really i mean i guess i don't know if it's everything i mean i i'm sure there would be some guy i know who'd be like actually those were the uniforms that they would wear but anyway but i mean it seems like because the korean war was still pretty 50s-ish and uptight you know well and, and the thing is and- if you're making a war movie in the spring of 1969 and yeah. it isn't a commentary on Vietnam? What are you even doing? Like, it just seems, right. you know, the other movie that Patton came out then. Patton doesn't right. feel like a 19... 19- like, it's such a throwback. Now, it's really right. good, but, so it's kind of... Ti- like, but if your movie isn't a timeless, oh my God, seminal work of film, if it's if it's coming out at this time and it isn't talking about the Vietnam War, what did you do with your... What, what was the point? Well, but they all were, even the ones that like Patton or the Green Berets, they were propaganda that were supposed to be promoting, you know, like it was mm. like the idea of like it being cool, the Vietnam War, right? There were a lot of war movies that came out then. And they that, feel so anachronistic. Right. And they weren't, they did then, I think, to a lot of people. Although some people, a lot of, a lot of boys signed up for Vietnam after watching the Green Berets because mm. they were like, yeah, I want to do that. And then it wasn't like that. Yeah. And actually, I'm showing my own bias. I can't remember the last time I actually like watched the movie Patton, but um <laughs> 
I just really love his, uh, there's a yearbook quote from when he was at West Point where there was an earthquake at West Point and everyone was like, you know, flipping out and the dormitories are the barracks are shaking and apparently he in his god knows he must have always been this way george pattiness in perfect dress uniform walks out to exactly where he's supposed to be and uses his big booming you know head of the <laughs> unit voice and says the earthquake shall cease immediately <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness and i just loved that like you can picture like it's like oh he was always that guy even as like a simply 19 year old he was that he guy i know <laughs> my my grandfather served under Patton, and he would refer to him as that, that bastard yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go that's yeah. all i know about that's what my it's <laughs> my firsthand knowledge of of, of Patton. <laughs> Well, he did the thing where he, he slaps the guy in the hospital, mm-hmm. right? And everyone was like, what a jerk. But if you don't slap an injured guy who's going through post-traumatic stress disorder or whatever they called it then, <laughs> shell shock. Yeah, but Patton did. Anyway. Yeah. War. Al- Hawkeye Pierce would not have stood for it. At no. least on the Hawkeye no. TV show. <laughs> That's right, you would have punched him, right? Yeah. Like, uh, oh, no, who is it? Wait, no, it's not. Oh, no, it's, uh, anyway, sorry. It's other, another part of the film. Yeah, he does. Doesn't he punch uh, Burns? Trapper punches Trapper. Burns. Trapper yep. punches Burns. Right. Trapper punches Burns for a similar thing, right? For he, uh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, uh, he blames <laughs> Boone for a death. And uh, like the entire campus is like, oh, you did not. Yeah. <laughs> not our right, sweet then, Boone. <laughs> yeah, and, then, and, and Trapper says he always either, you know, he always blames it on someone else or, <clears throat> or God or says it was God's will. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And, uh, and, it's poor, and it's poor Bud Court. It's little Bud mm-hmm. Court. Mm-hmm. We'll get a shout out to Bud Court before we let you go. Don't you worry. I'll keep you kidnapped until <laughs> get the song with Bud Court. <laughs> but wait, but when did the movie Patton come out? Did it come out before this or after this? Uh, I want to say it was in production at the same time. And this came out so in January. So. Okay. So it wouldn't have I, been. Yeah, it's definitely 1970. And I feel like it has to be after this. It has to be after. No, no, it must be after. I mean, um, yeah. It wouldn't have been. Came, well, they just couldn't have been referencing it. Yeah. April so, 1970. Yeah. I was gonna say the, yeah. Yeah. yeah no, so it was just concurrent. Yeah. The, essentially concurrent. But it okay. won Best Picture. So, you know, I guess that's why we care. But. <laughs> it did. Yes. And I. Yeah. And a lot of women had crushes on him or something on, on Dorsey Scott as Patton. He was, I, I don't know. Oh, I, know I know a woman who did. Yes. It still does. That's still her. Anyway, that's okay. another story. It's wanna... each their own. <laughs> yeah, just you know, their own. What can I say? She's like Major Houlihan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Major Houlihan definitely had a crush on Patton. Oh, yeah. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. oh, can't you just picture? Because if she's. What what age do we think she is here in 1953, let's say? I was always well, assuming like, 30s, like early 30s, mid 30s, maybe. Okay. I don't know, but it could be late 20s. I mean, because she's Yeah, still, it's true. Because it's, it's still, I mean, she's unmarried, which is a little bit unusual because she's sort of like married to the army, mm. right? But yeah. she's still, but it, at that time, that would still be like late 20s would be considered like, oh, she's waited too long to get married. Yeah. Uh, I'm because I'm I'm just trying to do the math because I'm picturing retired older Margaret Houlihan going to the movies in 1970 to see Patton. Yeah, oh yeah, of course. Isn't that like the best mental image, Margaret Houlihan <laughs> with her popcorn, all excited what, what, to see the movie Patton? 
<laughs> but but is it the Margaret Houlihan from the movie, or because the Margaret Houlihan from the TV show by that what at that point by the end of the TV show she has changed her what men she likes, mm. right? Because she's done. Well, she she thinks she realizes that Major Burns is an idiot, or you know, yeah, and that he's that Burns is an idiot, and she's. Well, she, she's sort of got the thing for Hawkeye by that point. I'm just saying. Yeah. Well, and she gets we've already spoiled the whole Donald Penobscot thing. Like she gets everything yeah. she thought she wanted. And it turns out it's not what she thought she wanted or it's right. not what she wanted. It's what she thought she wanted. And it's no, it doesn't it's work. Not, doesn't work. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's so she's, I think she that's her feminist turn. awakening. Yeah. So I don't know. But she maybe would still probably go see Patton, of course. Yeah, she's definitely seeing Patton. And Margaret oh, from yeah. the movie is getting popcorn. <laughs> yeah, Mar- yeah, Margaret from the movie gets popcorn. Yeah. Margaret from the TV show maybe has a drink. No caps? <laughs> That's right. Yeah, maybe she's dead. Yeah, sure, maybe not dead. Yeah. <laughs> That's such a, like, movies by minutes thing of, okay, what? What do we think these characters get when they go to the movies? <laughs> who's right, a popcorn yeah. person? Who's a candy person? Who's the nachos weirdo? <laughs> or I guess the nachos, nachos aren't too weird. But like, there's always someone's like, oh, I got a hot dog. And I'm like, we're not having dinner. It's the movies. Right. <laughs> yes, but there are movie theaters now where you can get dinner. So, you know. That's true. With the full, you can get full dinners now. Yeah. And and cocktails and things. Yeah. yeah. Which, is, which is pleasant. But yeah. It, but then like. They're like, oh, you can have an alcohol. Yeah. You can have all the drinking well you can always drink like in england that's true like you can get like you know you could get like a beer or a i don't know something but um yeah yeah, but here yeah you couldn't and now you can (laughs) you you can get terrible wine in a plastic cup (laughs) in a lot of movie theaters I just saw on Wikipedia, apparently, um, George, the actor played Patton, George Campbell Scott. He did serve yes. in the Marine Corps. Oh, yeah, George Scott, yeah. Yeah, and apparently he refused the Academy Award for Best Actor that he won. He did? He did. It he said, did. Uh, according to Wikipedia, he was the first actor to refuse the Academy Award for Best Actor, having warned the Academy months in advance that he would do so on philosophical grounds if he won. He believed every dramatic performance was unique and could not be compared to others. Oh, which seems very unpatent like, right? (laughs) That's right. Well, he was not patent. He was. Mm -hmm. He was George. That's why it was such a good performance. I know, right? (laughs) That's right. He found the depths in patent. Mm -hmm. Well, somebody was, I was just reading that someone was, oh, Sadie Doyle was writing it, wrote a piece about The Crown, you know, the TV show The Crown Mm -hmm. and um, and and about how like in real life. You know, but, which is fabulous, and and how mm-hmm. in real life those people aren't necessarily as interesting as they are in the in the mo- in the TV show, right? That they're played by these characters who are giving them a sort of depth and interestingness that mm-hmm. if you know a lot of them are kind of terrible, you know, like so, <laughs> and they're or they'd be really dull to be around, which we know because there's that. Document. So uh, similarly, you feel like you know Patton himself is given more, like he becomes more appealing because George C. Scott finds the humanity and manages to portray it in his performance, where Patton himself, you might have been in like, yeah, he's not that exciting. You know, like he wouldn't, you know, yeah, it's true. You, yeah. you wouldn't find him as appealing in real life. Well, acting. and the Hawkeye of the novel, who is an idealized Hornberger, uh, you know, Kind of taking the best of everyone and putting into that's not a likable person. But <laughs> you, but you make this movie and then you put Alan Alda playing him for eleven years, and right. he turns into someone who's very likable that Hornberger hates. Like I just <laughs> mm. right. Well, Alan Oops. Alda makes everybody appealing. <sighs> Alan Alda has made Alda. literal villains in movies appealing. <laughs> yes. yes. 
Well, it's Alan amazing. <laughs> like, he's I should the... hate this guy, but it's Alan Alda. But it's oh. Alan Alda. He's the best. Ugh, <laughs> Alan Alda. But also, but Donald Sutherland, also delightful. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, and he's cute. And he's, uh, well, he's got, the, he's got like the Hunter S. Thompson glasses. But he's got like the kind okay, of, we're gonna... those tinted, the tinted glasses. Is it, is it next minute? No, it's not until minute 109. I have feelings. Anyway. Did we have anything else for minute 107 of the movie MASH? I'm guessing not. <laughs> no, no, but I don't want this, to. We talked about the 69, right? We talked about 69 mm-hmm. is divine. So, yeah. And that will continue into t- the start of tomorrow's minute, minute 108. We'll be back, Megan, I, and Jen. In the meantime, you can find Megan and I on social media, Twitter at Mash Minute. We're on Facebook if you search for Mash Minute. And Jen, you said you have a website to kind of corral your creative right. endeavors. Yes, you can just go to Jen Dederick. Dot com D-E-A-D-E-R-I-C-K is how you spell it, my last name. And all the information about my book is there. Uh, it is available at stores. You can go and harass uh, bookstores <laughs> and tell them, why aren't you carrying this book? How could you? If you don't want. slap but anyone, though. People are very don't against slap that. Anyone. <laughs> yeah, don't slap anyone. Don't call them any names. Don't talk about their sister. Uh, <laughs> don't. But you can uh, unless yes. it's complimentary, the baby that can help sweeten right. the deal. <laughs> that's right. You might be. I heard your sister's very nice. Could you order this book for me? Yeah, that could be that. <laughs> yes. And that's. But that's all you should do. Wise words. <laughs> <laughs>